guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have an amazing actor to talk with. You might know him, Darren Brooks, star of Bold and the Beautiful for, I think, eight years, playing the role of Wyatt Spencer. Let's meet him. Let's talk to him. Let's find out about his world. Darren? Hey, how are you? <laughs> Great to meet you. You too. I feel like I know you through Kelly, your gorgeous wife. Exactly. But yeah. So I don't know you. And you know what? I want the world that listens to my podcast to get to know you in case they don't know you. So I want to, I want to, you've been on this soap opera. Of course, I'm diving right in for so many years. And was that your goal when you first started acting? Were you in comedy? What, what, what like, because things happen and people pivot and they do different things that the unexpected happens. So how did it all happen for you? I, you know, that's, you know, that's, yeah. You know, you, you never know what your, your trajectory is, I guess, in this whole town and business and everything. But I, um, I'm, I'm born and raised from, in Hawaii and um, I got the, acting bug in high school actually is where it all starts um i used to watch movies all the time you know top gun was one of my favorite movies i'm like i want to be a fighter pilot you know what i mean growing up as a kid my mom was like yeah i don't know if you're gonna be able to do that i think they need 20 20 vision so like <laughs> sol um and i was like dang it she's like but then you can maybe be an actor you can play one on tv and i was like hmm okay maybe i could do that um, first of all, can I just interrupt because Maui, Hawaii is my favorite place in the whole wide world. And we do, I do a, an actor's retreat there every single year, oh starting four years ago, which we didn't do this year, obviously, because of COVID, but right. that is my heavenly place. Oh, it's, it's amazing. You step off the plane and you feel, you feel the difference. You know yeah, what I mean? All the, the tension just goes away. If everything. you've been to any island in Hawaii, guys. Yeah. The first breath off the plane, you're just like... <sighs> yeah 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 you're in it's a yoga good. state of mind it is incredible okay oh, yeah. so you're so lucky that you were raised there that's amazing yeah. yeah my parents are both from california but but um my dad's a surfer and you know my my mom wanted bluer water one day and and they were like okay let's go and they had visited before because a friend of theirs um had a place there and they just fell in love with it and and they just kind of packed up and moved out there before I was born and they had me out there I, I was there for until I was 18 19 until then I came out to LA that um, is incredible. they never had or you ever had growing up island fever or you didn't know the difference but they never well, well that's the thing my, my parents my mom was a my mom was a flight attendant back in the day for TWA so she was like I want you guys to see the world so so Christmas time my grandpa lived in Lake Tahoe we'd go see him uh, my other aunts and uncles are like Northern California. We'd go see them. We trips with our cousins up and down both coasts, like to see the national parks and all that stuff. Um, when we were kids, uh, we took a, a, a trip to Italy and France and, you know, my mom wanted us to see Europe. So it was like, we did all that stuff as kids. And of course we were snotting those kids going, I just want to go back home and see my friends. Like, I don't appreciate the Sistine Chapel. It's old. And then it, like, now, I'm going... I want to take Kelly and I want to take Everly and I want to show them like what I saw, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's, it's such a, it's so funny how like it, it comes back full circle, you know? It, it is because when you're young, you don't appreciate the culture and all the gloriousness of this world and what it has to offer. No. But when you get older, oh, yeah, 
desire, would, the need, and the appreciation. Oh. Yeah, I keep telling her, I'm like, let's just pack up and let's just go move to France for like a couple of months and just, you know, post up and, and just do something different for a little bit. You know? Okay, so you started in high school. Yeah, sorry, tangent. Um, okay. Started in high school. Um, I was in rock bands growing up a lot. Our family was very, you know, my mom always kind of pushed us to do music and stuff. So we learned piano, guitar, bass, drums, like we did all kinds of stuff. And my brother in high school wanted to do uh, like a rock band and do like Blink-182 covers and, and Green Day and and Sublime. Like that was one of his favorite bands back in the day. So we would do a lot of music stuff. And then um, we would uh, um, uh, play like concerts and we would do like little things during lunchtime at the school and, and the high school and all that. And then one day, one of my friends came up to me and said, well, we know you can sing. Like, why don't you come in and try out for the play? We're doing uh, Into the Woods. You know, why don't you try out for Cinderella's Prince? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I had, I've never really done that before. Right. They're like, it's fun. And we get together, we build the sets and all that. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember the lines. And she's like, trust me, by the end of it, you'll know the whole script like by heart. And I'm like, ah, just give me a smaller part. Just give me something smaller. So she's like, well, we're cutting down the script a little, you know, we're making Rapunzel's prints a little smaller. Why don't you do that? And I was like, okay. And we did it. And started doing the play and all that and by the end of it I knew all the lines and I was like I could have had a bigger part this is so much fun <laughs> um, <so> funny. <laughs> you know and uh uh but it was great it was a great experience um you know doing that for 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 school um uh it really and, is a connection it really the minute you feel that connection with your audience there's nothing better yeah and and it was just, it, it was this, just that amazing feeling of, yeah, like you said, connecting with your audience, you know, hearing them laugh when they're supposed to laugh or, you oh. know, the dead silences, you know, when it's supposed to be something dramatic or whatever, you just kind of like fell in love with that. And, and, um, and then I got into some acting classes and stuff like that in Hawaii. And um, it, it was just sort of one thing after another where I was like, I want to kind of pursue this. Yeah. Um, and did like extra work on Adam Sandler movies that would come into Hawaii and, you know, <laughs> in the background with a fishing pole, you know, but just getting set experience, you know, and, 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 and trying to go after that. It's very important to have set experience. I don't recommend doing extra work more than two to three times, but right. just, just because that you're not treated very nicely on the sets, but to do it as, um, sort of an education and how it all works, I say right. yes, do that. Right. And surprisingly enough, though, like on, especially probably just because it's an Adam, Adam Sandler movie and stuff like that, it was just sort of like everybody was cool and we had a blast and it was like, you know, it was great. But that's how I got my Taft-Hartleys. That's how I got in the union. I, I was, I did featured extra stuff um, in some of those movies and TV shows that came in. And that's how I got my, my SAG card in Hawaii. Um, oh, fascinating. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Can yeah. I just tell you a quick thing about Adam Sandler? I know I'm getting off you, but I just have to tell you, I used to live in this complex and I was an actress way back in the mid nineties. Yeah. And I was on a syndicated series with a roommate and in this whole complex, it was like Melrose place, but down below was Adam Sandler and his roommate, Judd Apatow. Oh, wow. Roommates. And Judd would never come out. And he was always like, I have a bad sinus infection. I'm writing. He was writing and writing and writing always. Nice. And Adam and Colin Quinn and all these people before uh, Saturday Night Live were always coming over. And I couldn't figure out why they were always coming over. And Adam would be like, candy, give me candy, working out his characters. But then I realized why they came over. Because my roommate, I'm not going to say her name, whenever you open the front door, she was laying naked on her bed and her bedroom was open. Anyway, that's my Adam Sandler story. Yeah. Fair enough. 
<laughs> sounds like something like those guys would probably be doing it. Well, it wasn't really Adam doing it. It was the other, the other people that right. were about to be on Saturday Night Live. I don't know why I just had to tell that story because you brought up Adam Sandler. But this is about you. So go ahead. No, but I love that. I love those kind of stories, you know, about, about the, you know, the history of people and characters, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, that's that that was sort of my thing. And, and I just I, I jumped into some acting classes. I started doing some modeling work. I was like, you know, I just want to like do stuff and try and make some money and whatever. And um, and then I, I think it was uh, I think it was a casting director, Kathy Henderson, who was doing a, she was doing a, um, a thing on Kauai. I think she was doing a, a, a casting actors, you yeah. know, um, uh, showcase type of thing, you know, come out and Hollywood, you know, casting director, yeah. come meet her. Um, and I just was like, I told my mom, I was like, let's, I'm, I should go, like, we should go do this. And she's like, all right, let's go. Um, and we went and, you know, she did like some cold reading scenes and I did it. And she was like, look, you're, she pulled me aside. She said, look, you're, you're, you're green, but you got an interesting, like you got a good look. And like, if you really want to pursue this, like, you know, call me, um, you know, or email me if you ever come to LA. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and I kept just sort of doing my classes. And finally I met, um, uh, another producer, Chris Lee, um, who's a Hawaii boy as well. Yeah. Um, and I met him through my um, acting um, showcase. I did a monologue um, and, uh, you know, he, he had said to me, you know, on the side too, he said, you know, you're pretty good, you're green and stuff, but you, you know, you got a good look and like all that kind of stuff. And I was like, hey, if I ever come to LA, can I like hit you up, you know, and just pick your brain? He's like, yeah, sure. So, you know, the signs were kind of pointing that direction. Yes. And it was- can I interject one thing? When someone yeah. says to you, you're green. Now yeah. I know what that means, but let's let's address that for a second because yeah. when actors are new and they go in and they get their feedback, you were good, but you were green. They're mm -hmm. like, what does that mean? What does that I had, mean? I had no idea what it meant at the time. I was like, it, do, am I a little pale? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I think <laughs> well, I, what, my hand looks good. I think I'm okay. What it does mean is what? Put it in your own words. What What does it mean? It's just, I mean, it's just a term for inexperienced. Like you can tell that it's like, it's new and excited, almost overly excited. Um, but just inexperienced is basically what it is, you know, um, and needs to be sort of honed. You know what I mean? I think is, oh, is, sort is a good word being honed yeah. in because you're a little bit too excited, even though you should be. And, and everyone feels it to this day. If you're getting a job, you're feeling it. You know how to contain it and kind of hide it. But I think right. honed in the way of telling the story on the page and yes. getting specific in the material. So it's not a little bit green is a little bit vague, a little bit on top of the words. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you're green, you don't know you're doing it. <laughs> no, you're, when you're green, you don't know you're green. You know, they tell you, yeah. you're green. you just go, I don't know what, I don't know what that means. But I mean, okay. <laughs> you know you finally made it here was getting on a soap your first gig what was your first job it you know it was I I had um uh I came out here um I, I sort of pursued the the connections and picked people's brains and you know right. they introduced me to these people these people these people Kathy Henderson actually is the one who set up a meeting with my first agent Joel Dean Oh, jeez. I okay. love Bill Dean. He was such a good dude. I mean, you know, he passed away recently, you know, a couple of years yeah. ago, I think. Just yeah. such a wonderful old Hollywood man. You know what I mean? Like, he was cool. Like, I went into his office, I remember, and I was wearing, like, these these Costco baggy jeans and, like, an Aloha shirt. And he's, he looks me up and down and he goes, look, you got a good look. I saw your tape. Looks good. You know, you're a little green. We'll get you into some acting classes, but you need to change your wardrobe. 
Like this is, this is not gonna work. You know, you look like a, a young Chris Atkins from Blue Lagoon, but let's do that. <laughs> blonde hair. It was crazy. Um, but you know, I, I signed with him cause he was great and he really cared about me and all that stuff. And, and, you know, he just sent me out on a ton of auditions and most of the auditions, not most of them, but like a bunch of them were soap auditions. Mm. Um, because I was green and because I was in acting classes, you know, I, I sorry, tangent soaps <laughs> was my first job. Um, uh, well, second, there's a, there's a buddy of mine, Toby Wilkins is a director. He gave me my first small part <laughs> as uh, as smoker, smoker number one in like this little short film that he did. And I was just like, ah, cool, I got my credit. He's like, I'll give you your first but credit. How excited, how excited were you to be smoker number one? Come on. I had no idea. I was just like, cool, this is great. My first credit. He's like, we'll put it up on IMDb. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but great. <laughs> um, you know, um, but uh, but it was cool. You know, it was interesting. Um, uh, did that little bit. And then and then, yeah. So at, at the time, my auditions were we had a lot of soap stuff. You know, it was good training. You know, um, I at the, my first soap actually was Days of Our Lives. I did that for four years. That was my first paid job ever. Like that was my first family in Hollywood, you know? Um, and I remember my my dad, um, or I called my dad when I booked the job and he was like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, uh, hey, so what are you guys doing? He's like, oh, we're just a Home Depot with your brother. Um, I was like, well, are, do you watch soap operas? And he's like, uh, no, why? I'm like, well, you might have to start watching one because I'm going to be on Days of Our Lives, you know, for the next three years or whatever. And he was Aww. like, oh, okay, cool. And I was like, okay. And I hung up and he didn't, you know, he wasn't like super excited about it. And I was like, what the hell? What, what just happened? <laughs> and I get a call from my cousin, like a little while later, and my cousin's like, your dad's so excited. He's calling everybody and telling everybody what's going on. And he's so happy and proud of you. And I'm like, cool. Cause he didn't tell me on the phone. Oh my God. That is so funny. But it was just, he didn't know how to react. You know what I mean? But, um, but, but you know, I was going five nights a week. Cause I just wanted to immerse myself in everything. You know, I would, you can, you can act in one class that you're in, but then you can audit all the others and come watch. I, I think you do the same thing with your classes, right? Everybody can come watch oh, and, God. and, it's it how you is, soak it it's up. about immersing yourself because the more you want it and the more you train in it and the more you yeah. desire it, yeah. you, you were ready to get hired because your passion, you know, obviously you were obsessed with it just as I am obsessed with coaching now and all my teachers yeah. here were obsessed. And I think you yeah. have to be somewhat obsessed about what your dream is and 100%. how to go about getting it. Yeah. And it's just, it's that it, you just... Yeah, that drive just, I guess it was an eight, like it just kind of happened. I, I, I know Kelly says, you know, her story, you know, she's like, ever since she was a kid, she was acting and dancing and doing all this. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. I didn't get it till high school, but I was okay. doing my own form of some art. People, like, some people, but some people don't get it until their thirties, until their forties. Right. It doesn't matter. It right. sit, artistry sits under everyone's soul because yeah. everybody wants to be a performer. Every yeah. single person in the world. Love yeah. someone pays them attention, so that little yeah. is there. And 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 getting people out of their stuff, you know, that's the entertaining factor of it. Is is 
I mean, that's why theaters and, and movies and stuff like that were invented. It was back during the depression. Get people out of their crap, you know what I mean? And, and go watch the silent movie with Charlie Chaplin fumbling around and making people laugh. Like that type of stuff is what drives me because one of my goals, and I always said this since I was like, when I first started, I was like, I just want to like, I want to star in my own movie and I want to sit in the back of the theater and just like sneak in and just watch everybody either laugh or cry or those dramatic pauses. Like that's, that's the moment that I know that I've made it. You know what I mean? That's what drives me, you know, and, and just feeling those feels um, of it happening and it touching people, you know, that's, that's, that's what we do this for, you know, and and that's what I love about it. Um, How can I do it? I just want to sidetrack on this. How has soaps, because you've been on the soap for eight years, seven years, eight years. Yeah, Bold it, for eight, yeah. Has it changed? Has it changed in their, in their, in the truth of the work? Because soaps a long time ago had that little idea, like when you try out for a soap, you got to take that dramatic pause and then you have to do the thing, which is bullshit, obviously, because acting is acting and it's all in the truth. But has it changed? Do you see the people that you're working with? Has their work just gotten better and deeper and richer because they're there for a long time? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like soaps get a bad rap because, you know, you, you can you can develop you can develop bad habits. But you like can't. What? I don't. But like, how? What is that bad habit? I never understood that. Well, it's like it's like what you just said, right? The the stigma of it is is those long, deep stares. <laughs> but with the training, yeah. you know, I always worked on when we were when I was do, doing classes. I'd do a scene in class and I take what I learned and I try it the next day at work. You know, with whatever objective I'm going after or whatever uh, um, obstacle I'm faced with or or who my, uh, you know, inner, what my inner object is and who my substitution is for the person that I'm acting with. Like, I would just try things, the things that I learned the night before or heard about and do it. Um, but, you know, one thing she would, oh, she'd never let me get away with. She's like, if that's a fake moment, I'm not going to let you get away with it. Like, I know it has to be deep rooted in something. So even though you're doing that long stare, it's got to be because of that need or that drive. Make you feel the same way. If it's, yeah. if it's not truthful and filled in with a visual, then forget yeah. it. And you're doing it every day. So the bad habits can be that there's nothing really going on underneath. And you could tell it's a fake moment sometimes, you know, when you watch it, you go, okay, okay. He's just, he's trying to do the Joey, you know, the Joey uh, Tribbiani smell the fart. And you're like, Come, no, can't do that. You can't do that. But it feels like it's changed to me. It feels like it doesn't have that stigma anymore. And it feels like it actually is a positive training ground. And also if you're lucky enough to get involved in that world and stay in it, it's lucky. 100%. Like anybody who asks me for advice, like to become an actor, I say, do what you can to get on a soap, get in a class, obviously, you know, get in, you know, whatever acting class, Sherry Shaw, there's a bunch of names that you can find that are terrific. And take what you learn there and get a job on a soap and just, you're getting paid to practice. You know what I mean? Like there is nothing wrong with a soap. It's, it's, there's some of the hardest working people. We do 80 to hundred, we shoot 80 to hundred pages a day. Um, on a primetime show, you're shooting eight to 10, you know, 15 at the most, you know, you're doing a Hallmark movie. And may I interject? Yeah. The writing is, there's just so much of it. And there's so much talk that that's the boring part. It's yeah. the emotional that you have to fill in. So there's so yeah. much going on. It's an incredible job to have, I would think. If I was still, I'd want to be on a soap. I would love it. 
Yeah, it's it's that the memorization, like you're saying too, you learn how to memorize things and you and then you can memorize, you know, 40 pages of dialogue, you know what I mean? And they give you maybe a couple of times they give you like a bunch of changes, you know, five, 10 pages of changes in the morning. And you have to do that. And I can't tell you how invaluable that is when you're in an audition too. And they go, you're not right for this part, but what about maybe this part? Do you want to like, do you want to come back another day? I'm like, I don't know. You just give me five minutes. I can memorize it. Like, that's fine. That is incredible. No. So many times actors get so caught up in the words that they can't live in the life. Yep. That is a skill. Yeah, yeah. And you learn that on a soap and learning where your lighting is and where your cameras are. Like when I was doing, when I was shooting Blue Mountain State, you know, I can't tell you how many times because, you know, we were a bunch of dudes and like, you know, it was college frat house comedy, whatever. And we'd be bouncing around and stuff. And sometimes, you know, certain people would block my camera and I would know how to, Oh, just find the camera, just sort of deliver my line. And I can't tell you how many times like a camera guy would come up to me after his go, oh, thank God he can't hit his mark. And I'm just going, I know, I know, I know, I got you. Don't worry about it. That is, that is a technical part that actors don't think about before they get jobs of hitting your mark yeah. because you don't want to think about that. You just want to be free. You want the camera yeah. to follow you, but you do. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that for a second about hitting your mark. It's actually marked on the floor for you to hit that mark. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, and, but it's about finding that fluidity too of, of, you know, making everything rooted in something. So you're not just standing there because you can do that on the soap too. That's another bad habit where you just stand there and you're not doing anything and you're just saying the lines, but it's like, you know, when you're nervous about talking to someone about something, you know, you'll find a prop and you'll use it to cover what you're trying to do. And, you know, Behavioral life, environmental life, three-dimensional life of the character at all times. But if there is a mark on that floor, yeah. what do you, what did you do when you were first starting? Because you knew you had to get there, but you don't want to just feel like a robot getting there. Yeah. It, there were a couple of times I would try and like, because I was on the sofa and I would just try things. You know, today is one day we shoot it and the next day it'd be another day. It's like, well, you know, you know, but there were a couple of times where I remember like looking down at the mark and kind of like, I'm like, I'm going to try and find a way to make it look like I'm, I'm, I'm finding the mark, but make it look like I'm looking for something else or whatever. And I would like, you know, mosey on down, like I'm kicking a rock or something. And I take that step in and do my thing. And it was just like, I was like, okay, cool. I saw the playback and I like, you know, and it worked, you know? Um, but you know, you do, yeah, you, you do what you can and, and, and you just kind of find those little tricks and, and, but most importantly, like the thing that I find is that you you do need to find that fluidity you do need to find that reason for stepping there the reason for doing things underneath it all you know have those multiple layers of this character as to why they're doing what they're doing um because the simplest thing of hitting that mark there's a reason why that person is standing in that position with that person talking about that thing talking you know touching that prop or doing this thing and 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 an objective that they're going after in this whole scene and then an overall objective for the whole script as to what this person needs and wants at the core of it all you know and it's just all those little details that you you, you put and into it, to make it after you've made those details you have to let it all go and just trust that it's all there mm -hmm. and then just be in the moment homework to get to be in the moment yeah and, and then just with what's in front of you who's in front of you and and go off what they're doing and what they're playing and what they're throwing and throw it back and and it's a dance it's a boxing match you know it is it's a it definitely is and thinking about what's being thrown at you i just want to address the fact that you're in a closet <laughs> yeah uh yeah <laughs> this is if you had a self-tape to do if you were going in for a movie that this would be your background can we talk about that for a second <laughs> well to be honest with you i do have a backdrop that pulls down 
oh. right here and it goes straight down. So, so we have our uh, our little shindig that uh, is all set up and ready to go. Um, this, this is the, I built this walk-in closet. I was like, I, I want, you know, we needed something like some room because she has so much stuff. And I was like, we need to get something nice for you in here. But then it sort of became, she calls it her office. She comes in here, she shoots her videos and she does her thing. Some people know that you're married to Kelly Kruger, but she, he's married to the incredible Kelly Kruger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is the office for today and we're shooting in the office. <laughs> it's cozy. I like it. <laughs> cozy. Yeah. When I do take care of yourself as an actor, um, to me, I, I teach, of course, we teach here at the studio, all the important mm -hmm. process, but to me, it's so incredibly important about eating healthy, sleeping exercise. Is that a part of your agenda? Oh yeah. You, I mean, you have to, uh, um, I think, you know, it's the, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of actors out there that do realize that it's like, you know, your, your body is your tool as well. What character you're playing, you know, a lot of people gain a lot of weight and they lose a lot of weight for certain roles and stuff like that so that they can like really get into that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think your body and your mind and everything needs to be sharp and, and, you know, as tip top as it can be, because you're, that's your instrument. It's your tool, you know, in art um i think in any form you know what i mean for musicians it's their voice and it's their hands and their fingers and you know it's it's all that kind of stuff and you kind of have to like use your body to you know create that stuff so you do need to be tip top yeah if you're if you're putting in healthy foods and a lot of liquid your mindset it feeds everything and then makes your mind fluid too which is allows you to have the fluidity of emotions exactly Exactly. Otherwise, yeah, you clouded mind, clouded emotions. You know, it's hard to like connect to a character sometimes because you were out partying too much the night before. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, geez. Yeah, but, but no one's that anymore, so that's yeah, okay. yeah, right. Not right now. Yeah, no, can't do that right now. How has your life changed? Because now you have a family, and hmm. it's important for balance. And you have to have balance. You're running to work. You're doing your appointments. Um, how's it changed for you? That's, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, Kelly and I have a good dance, you know, it's, it's, uh, when she has to do something she's got to study for or do, you know, I jump in and, you know, we take, I take the kid and, you know, try and give her as much time so she can study and focus as they can. Um, you know, I hope, I mean, I don't know if I could, I could probably do better. You know, I'm, I always try to find better ways to help, but, you know, and vice versa, you know, and, and the great part is that Kelly and I met in um, the same acting class. So we kind of have the same way of working and, and everything. So when she has an audition, it's like, okay, well now we have to kind of schedule it when our daughter's sleeping. You know, we have like a one hour, two hour window, but normally it's one because she yeah. just wants to play. <laughs> um, but, you know, we have that one hour to like get in there and, you know, we're hard on each other sometimes. It's like, no, come on, that wasn't, you got to plug in something better. Like we could do this, like let's do this. And we kind of, you know, we, we, we push each other to do better for that, you know, for self tapes and, and things like that, that we get to sort of control the direction at home. And, um, but you know, life is, you know, it's, it's just interesting, you know, and, and you learn about a lot about yourself too, with, with the new baby and mm -hmm. about love and power and things from your past that you could probably let go of and that you, that you really don't matter anymore, you know? Um, but it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, how is time, how has everything changed? I mean, it's just, I don't know, you, you kind of split up a little bit more time to, to focus on the kid. And that's, that's about it. I mean, it's, it's not, uh, 
it's a big change, but it's like it's a good change. It's a good yeah. change of the family unit. Yeah. And I guess once you start getting that schedule, then it's like, oh, I, you know, I don't really remember what it was like before, I, I, I think, you know, and then it's like, okay, well, we can do this. You know, you just go and you do it. Yeah, you just do it. Yeah. Just do it. What, what show would you like to transition to being on? Like, what shows do you watch? That you really resonate? I know you're going to say Succession. Because I just talked to Kelly. I know she's, <laughs> she was just going to say, she probably just talked about that because we're like binging that hardcore right now. And it's like, it's so good. And you really like have to pay attention. You can't be like on your phone doing something. You'll miss so much. The, the writing is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, uh, so fine, I won't say succession, but that would be. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I'd say, you know, I mean, there were a lot of things that, that a lot of shows that we got into that we just really loved. Um, Bloodline was another one that was awesome, just character piece and just like these, this messed up family and like, you know, all the stuff that was going on underneath, just all the layers. Like, I thought they did a terrific job with that. I um, too. Yeah. I think uh, it was in that show because I think that the most favorite character in the first season, it was given away that he died. So there was no place for it to go. It was just a little bit of a mistake in the writing. And I think because that show could have lasted. It had heat. Yeah. It had um, an energy to it. And it had the intrigue. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I mean, I, that's something that if, you know, they ever did again or whatever, it'd be phenomenal. I mean, those writers were just so great. Um, you know, um, Damages was another one that seemed like it would be fun to be on. Obviously, Game of Thrones, it's like, you know, big action, big things. You know, I've always loved horses and swords and all that fun stuff i'd love to do you know you know period piece like that with your schedule are you is there is there an out time for you to do films on the side how does that work for you um with the soap it's 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 you know the great part about bold is that you know brad bell i mean our ep our head writer is just he's so cool about it you know um his dad started YNR and bold the beautiful back in the day like wow you know, he started both shows. Our show is 32 years and, and 33 years and, and Young and the Restless is 40, 50 something, you know what I mean? And so his family kind of grew up in that and, and everything. And um, he's really cool about it. If, if we don't have like a huge story where it's like, oh, we need to shoot you, you got eight episodes this week. Um, and it's like, okay, cool. But if, if your story's a little light, um, he's pretty cool about it. Like as long as it doesn't mess with the production, he's like, okay, cool. And Hallmark movies are easy to do. Like, you know, they're one week, two week shoots mm -hmm. around LA sometimes, you know, or, or Canada or something. And you can pop out and do it. And um, also our schedule for Bold is really nice um, because we're only a half hour show. We shoot 26 production weeks. Wow. So we have, basically our schedule is really awesome. It's Tuesdays through Fridays we shoot. And uh, we're normally two weeks on, one week off all year round. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. And then a couple of weeks off for summer, a couple of weeks off for spring, one week off for Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff. So it's like, you can find time. And as long as we're shooting ahead and we have time to do it, he's cool. He's like, yeah, or we'll write you out for a little bit and bring you back in. Like, oh, that's he's, amazing. He's awesome about that. He's really awesome about that. It's so important to have a team like that. So what, what do you, do you have to put yourself on tape? Do you get offers? What is the, what's the story for you? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, you know, sometimes you get offers and, and a lot of times we're putting things on tape, especially now with COVID it's, it's crazy because it's all we're doing is tape man and zoom and whatnot. And um, 
I don't know. I think maybe it's going to head that direction just because it's easier. I don't know. But I mean, I miss, I, I, I miss and I don't miss the room. Yes. Because the room can be very, there's a lot of pressure, you know, I, I auditioning. I, I hate it. I hate it. Yes. But when you can self-tape and you can have fun and Kelly and I are pushing each other and directing each other and doing fun things. And like, you know, we set it up in the kitchen and I, he's at the bar. So we'll set up a little whiskey and a little drink and this and shoot down the side. And, you know, we kind of do like our little YouTube show, um, you know, um, it's fun to kind of do that. I mean, the only downside is that is that you, you, you can't just ask the casting director or director or producer for notes right there. You know, do you want to see anything differently? Do you want to do anything differently? Whatever it is, you know, sometimes. I think in callbacks now they are having that unless it's straight from tape, which to me, it seems like you'd want a callback. And I have many clients who are testing for shows on Zoom and you have to sit in the waiting room on Zoom and you got to take care of yourself in that waiting room in your home for 45 minutes while you're in that waiting room. So it's a whole different mind mess. Yeah, yeah. a different kind of waiting room, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. I think that it's going to stay this way for a while, but it will eventually it'll be a mix and then eventually we'll go back because we're artists and human connection is what it's all about. A hundred percent. And the delay on zoom sometimes is a killer, mm-hmm. especially when you're in a closet, you know, and the connection's <laughs> not very good. So funny. You, know. you were clear until you said that moment and you froze. I, on the see, knew it was gonna happen at least once. I was like, I knew it was going to happen. So uh, what you, what's advice for some actors out there too? What's their setup? What could their, their setup should be? Um, because your your background should be clear and clean and not this. No, no. For a conversation. Yes, totally fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd say get a backdrop. It's not white. I mean, a lot of people, you know, a lot of casters hate white backdrops and they hate white clothes and all that because it can bleed, you know, certain things can like, you know, it just looks weird and everything, you know. I mean, getting some ring lights, you know, that's one thing that she's a pro at is like just all the different lights and all the things because she does all the YouTube stuff and Instagram stuff too. I mean, it, blows me away how much she knows about it um but you know getting some good lights you know and these are these are they're not expensive you can get you can get these little kinos you know on i'm breaking things these things right here you can get them on amazon they'll be there tomorrow you know what i mean amazon is the greatest creation of the world amazon (laughs) is it's gonna be it's gonna be our downfall but it's the best thing ever because you can get everything everything Um, but yeah, I mean, I say get a, get, get a couple of lights, three lights, you know, get a nice backdrop, um, you know, like that one's a light blue color. So it's kind of a nice neutral color or something that you can kind of shoot up against, um, you know, get a good mic. Cause sometimes, you know, if you don't have, you don't have the acoustics of the, um, clothes in here too, sometimes, you know, you might need a, a good light, um, for that. How important uh, do you think, and it, I think it is the opening moment when you're putting yourself on tape. Mm-hmm. To bring the audience into your world, because your job to bring them into your world, not after the first couple of lines, mm-hmm. the first thought or movement of behavior. So do you work on that a lot and figure out that fine tuning of that moment? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you need that. And at the end, I think life at the end too, you know, I mean, it's, it's beginning and ending. I think you're, you're, you know, the best shows for me are the shows that when you watch, it's like they're in the middle of doing something and you're a fly on the wall watching this scene happen. You know, why is this scene happening right here at this moment? And where were you right beforehand? And and where are you going to be afterwards? Like, you know, any 
like as many layers, I mean, uh, just any little details and nuances and things you can put into it, I think is the best just because it's not just, you know, like I said, standing there on your mark and just standing stoically and delivering some lines, you yeah. just add all those layers, man. And, and so for me, yeah, it's the moments right before too, you know, there's a lot of times I'll take a moment, you know, even before saying anything, especially if it's a power scene, you know, you're sitting there kind of gauging someone, you know, whatever it may be. And enjoy that silence and sometimes i'll leave it in the tape you know a couple of a couple of seconds of that silence before that first line so do you feel actually more power and control with your auditions being on zoom versus being in the room were you like a person that that grabbed on that energy because man it's hard because you can feel so good in the waiting room and then walk in and then the tension can cut you like a knife and yet you still have to not take that energy and still no. do the story it's hard you know the business is interesting because it's, it's, you know, it's hard because, you know, the, you don't, you don't, like you said, you don't know what you're walking into, you know, that audition room, they could have had something that was just something terrible. They could have got a phone call that the show is now possibly going to be canceled tomorrow and everybody's in the room like, oh shit. Wow. Sorry. Can I say that on here? Yes. There. Yes. Yes. Um, but uh, you know, it's like that moment, you don't know what you're walking into and it's like, they still got to get through the day but you just were the first guy right after that happened and you have no idea that's happening. No idea. So you can't take that on. You just have to go in and hopefully like make that moment better for them. How do you do that as an actor? How do you, Darren, do that? Do you breathe? Do you make a joke? Do you just let it roll off your shoulder? Do you just have that Hawaii island? A... <laughs> what is it? It's probably both of those. I'm going to go with both of those. It's probably the island Hawaii where I'm just like, ah, whatever, or, or joke. I like to make people laugh. So it's like, I'll go in and whatever. If I feel like the tension's real, you know, crazy, I'll go, oh, geez, whose show got canceled? You got to let me know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, you know, I'll just, I, I'll do something stupid. I mean, I just, I, I'm self, you know, deprecating a lot of times. And I just think it's like, you know, I think a lot of people too, at the end of the day, casting director, director, producer, acting coach, actors actresses uh, camera guys they just want to work with people they like yes. and they spend time with them on set because we're around each other 14 hours a day totally you don't, want, you don't want the tension you don't want someone who's going to bring in some kind of morose energy but by making a joke mm. you know you have the ability to make a joke in the room and when mm. i was an actress years ago i had that quality whenever i was able to feeling super free and yeah. being able to make a joke i would always score the role but what does that come from from you? Where do you get that, you personally, get that extra bit of confidence knowing that it's all good? What's I mean, mind? I'd probably say it's a little bit of that island life, you know, where it's like nothing, you know, we live in paradise and nothing really matters, man. It's like, just enjoy life, you know? I'm moving, I'm um, moving. I have to. Yeah, I mean, I keep telling her, I'm like, we got to get a place there at least so that we get, I mean, my family's still there, but they got a one bedroom apartment and I'm like, we got to, we got to get something bigger. Um, but, um, but also my mom was a very big go-getter. You know, my mom's story, like I said, she was a flight attendant. She was a flight attendant when she was 18. And I didn't go to college either. I started and then I dropped out. And um, I'll tell you this, these little interesting stories about my parents real quick. My, my, my mom was 18. I'm going to go see the world. I'm going to go see everything. And her parents were like, no. And she was like, tough shit, I'm going. So she left and she saw the world and she traveled everywhere. She had an apartment in New York or wherever with like, you know, there were eight flight attendants and 
four bunk beds, but everybody was flying at different times. So it was like, there'd always be four beds, but for eight people. Um, and it was all that type of stuff. So she was the type that was kind of like a go-getter in her sense of like, I want to see the world. I want to eat that food. I want to meet people. Mm. And she's a, my mom's funny, man. My mom loves joking. Kelly loves getting on the phone with my mom because my mom's like, she doesn't care. You know what I mean? And, and um, so I think I probably get that from her. She's also, I mean, I'm a Gemini. She's a Gemini. I think we just kind of, you know, we'd love to be the life of the party, you know, a lot of times. Um, and then, but my dad, my dad was in the Navy back in the day during wow. Vietnam. Extreme, extreme personalities. Yeah. I mean, he's still a surfer. Like he was still like laid back surfer Malibu, grew up Malibu, Santa Monica. Like that was a stomping ground. Like they would like, you know, throw parties out at the end of the pier and charge a cover at the front of the pier. Um, but he was in the draft and he had to go to Vietnam and he had two years of, of college, community college under his belt. So for him, college meant a lot to him because it basically saved his life. They literally had like his platoon, his squad, whatever. Um, and one of his buddies, Balkowitz, you know, picked him out of a lineup, you know, Don, Don Brooks, uh, so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, please step out of the line. And everybody else, you're getting shipped off. You four, because you have a little bit of college experience, you're going to be typists in the office and stuff like that. And my dad was like, uh, okay, you know, found out later the boat that he was supposed to be on, the machine gunner in the back of the boat, the boat unfortunately got blown up so his education oh. saved him to wow. you know what I mean yeah and I and I think um I felt bad about not going to college but at the time when I was 18 and I was in acting class there and I had met those people that said if you ever come to LA you just give me a call there were certain signs that were maneuvering me to feel comfortable with doing it and make them feel comfortable doing it and um like I was meant to do, I was meant to be in this business. I was meant to be in this industry. Yes. Um, so when I dropped out, my dad was like, he was a little pissed, but yeah. my mom was like, I'll talk to him. Don't just, worry about it. So you also, yeah. you want the support and it's just so important. And hopefully that will teach you as a parent, you got to support, you got to have that system that builds you up and everybody around you in the world that is in your life. They have to be able to build you up. I think that story is fascinating. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. You never know what path is going to happen. And yeah. on the flip note of that, you can always get your college degree. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I can always go back to college. You can always go back and do that. There was a story on the news yesterday. A woman was just going back to college to finish her degree or something. And I think she was like 80. <laughs> and I was like, there's always time. There's always time and there's always opportunity. It is what yeah. you make of your life to do. Before we close out, yeah. thank you so much for hanging out of course give me give the actors listening three pieces of advice that you tell them to stay in a positive mindset to pursue their dreams and not give up um i would say um you know like we talked about earlier you know you just you have to find a way to not take on other people's stuff other people's negativity you know a lot of times you can tell when somebody's being kind of rude to you or a dick or whatever um and it can happen in a casting room. It can happen on set. It can happen wherever where you're just, you're working with somebody that like, you know, it's just not liking you for some reason. And you can't win them all, but you can't take it on as yourself. And, and there's no point in getting revenge or anything like that. It's just, you know, I was always taught to kind of turn the other cheek and just kind of let things slide. Um, and just, you know, 
make a joke. A lot of times that works. Um, but um, don't take it on as your own. Um, you know, you kind of have to have a little bit of a strong mind to just know that somebody else is going through something. You don't know what it is. You don't know what their story is. And just, you know, let them do their thing. Like you have to find a way to just like let it go, you know? Um, and a way to do that too is, is um, finding things you like to do. Um, like we talked about, you know, keeping, you know, your health and body right, you know, and, and doing that working out, man, it just helps, helps your mind. It helps everything, you know, doing something, even if it's for 15 minutes a day or going on a walk, you know, just being out in nature and, and taking your shoes off and putting your feet in the grass, just getting grounded a little bit works wonders to just clear your mind. Um, I love boxing since I can't really surf. I mean, I surf out here a little bit, but the water's cold and dirty. So I'm a little spoiled. Um, but I like to box, you know, it's, it's a nice full body workout, but just to kind of, just to hit something feels good sometimes. <laughs> right. Um, and, um, uh, my biggest piece of advice is just, um, just if you're meant to do it and you know, you're meant to do it, like, just, just do it. Like there's, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no reason for you not to pursue it if this is what you want to do and you've always wanted to do anything that goes for anything, whether you're a real estate agent or you wanted to be a, a, a dentist or whatever, and you feel a little down about it, just, just it, like, you can't, you can't get deterred by the negativity and the crap and the people telling you no, or telling you you're green or, or whatever, just do something that will do something where you can learn. I say, because you can always learn. You're never going to know everything. Like I'm going to be learning till I'm 95. You're always going to be learning something new. Yes. And, um, acting class is one of those things that like, you can never stop learning from it. Cause it's not just you, when you watch other people do scenes, you learn things from them and what they're going through or possible substitutions or stuff from your past that you can relate to that you can think about, Oh, that could connect in my next scene tomorrow that actually works in my life as well. Like you just pay attention and learn. Don't just go for your class. Like go in and, and, and immerse yourself in everything that you can learn, whether it's writing, directing, producing, lighting, cameras, um, but acting class, like get in and learn, read books. Like, you know, it, some people just find it and they go, okay, cool. I've got my first show and that's it. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you have to keep learning. Like it's, 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 it's never ending. This life is, that's what we're meant to do. We, we learn from people that know everything and experience. And then we have kids and they're learning from us. Possibilities are endless. The open, the open possibilities are endless. And you have to learn as artists in order to use it and infuse yeah. it in your work. Darren, thank you so much for hanging out. Yeah. Sending love to you and your family. Thank Guys you. out there, stay courteously aggressive, stay in a positive mindset, and we see you soon. Amen. Thanks. Thanks.